Jessica. Joseph. What in the world are you doing? Staring at you, being retarded. Whoa, cuz. <laughs> Whoa. I, I feel like you're hating on me. You have been saying that all day. Because I've provided this coffee that is going to blow all the others out. Uh, I need you to understand that I have already tried it. Well, no, don't. Mm-mm. At the end, I'm about to get my first sip. Hold on. I feel like he's worked this coffee up way too much. <laughs> Son. <laughs> well, you can't do that and not tell them what it is. Oh, uh, no, they'll find out at the end. Mm. At the end. So what's going on? What? How would you tell us what you've been into? The Georgia heat. And? I did a little vacation. You did? Yeah. Well, where'd you go? Panama City, PCB. PCB. And what did you do while you were in PCB? Had some good fellowship with some friends. Right. Uh, Went deep sea fishing. Deep sea? No. Have you had... (laughs) Have you ever been deep sea fishing? I have never been deep sea fishing. Why not? I have been lure fishing. <laughs> so, yeah. It felt like the appropriate time. So, I'm just saying, listen, if you're fishing with lures, it's lure fishing. Negative. It's just fishing. With lures. No, it's just fishing. Well, what is it when you're not fishing with lures? Fishing? Fishing. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm going fishing. Anyway, back to your back to your deep sea. Yeah. Fishing we, trip. We, went, we caught a bunch of fish. Mm-hmm. Wore them out. Twelve hours we was on the boat. One, two. Look, you gotta be easy with these cords. I mean, they're everywhere. You're jerking a book off the table. I mean <laughs> You almost knocked that little <laughs> raccoon. Raccoon off the table. <laughs> you know? So yeah. So, you went deep sea fishing, which brings us to the conversation that we want to have. And that is, uh, this was the first time you have been deep sea fishing sober. The very first time. How was that? It was great. Um, Now, I had something I was doing in the process, which I just now thought about that. I had talked about... uh, it being my first time sober, mm-hmm. deep sea fishing. But I didn't think about, I also was going through that fast, too. Like, cor- correlated them both being together. You, you see what I'm saying? Right, it was your first time ever fasting. Yeah, and first time deep sea fishing. I got to turn so I can see. <laughs> uh, so, first time fasting. First time deep sea fishing without drinking. Well, I feel like you gotta get preface both of the well, not maybe not the latter, but the first, so everyone knows the, about your fast. Well, it's I'm, not like a cleanse, like a you know. <laughs> right? No, I'm doing this uh, program, forty days of deliverance, and at the beginning of the program is a forty hour fast. And unbeknownst to me, when I was planning for the fast, <laughs> uh. I know when I was planning my vacation and decided to start this program that the 40-hour fast was right there on the same day. Technically, that was my first full day. 
right of vacation well i think that there's no um what what is it we say it's no coincidence right you know which led it led you into a whole nother realization about your faith and right how we postpone it right so i did the fast and uh but i think i think uh maybe i don't know that's interesting maybe the because i thought one time when we was on the boat okay so i'll give you my uh alcohol induced deep sea fishing trips right (laughs) so of course the night before would be drunk drinking beer whatever it may be till probably uh, one two o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. you get on the boat at 5 a.m that's been every time I've went. You get on the boat at 5 a.m. Go out, go fishing. By 10.30, we popping tops again. 10.30 in the morning. Pounding them down. Go out. Catch you a round of fish. Boat starts moving, going to another spot. Uh, you pounding them in the cabin again. Now, on these deep sea fishing trips, you catching so many fish. And you're fishing at depths, you know, 100, 200, 50 foot deep on the bottom. You catch a, a fish that's 20 pounds, and it feels like it's 300 pounds by about the 10th fish you've caught. You know wow. what I mean? So on those trips, there's plenty of time to drink. You know what Sounds I mean? like it. Plus, you're out there in the... Well, let's be clear. We didn't really need a special time to drink. True that. But you're out there in the heat. In the sun on the boat, and uh, they go down a lot faster, a whole lot faster. For sure. And uh, there was one time a a buddy of mine was on the boat this past trip, and he and he come in from the uh, outside. I was in the cabin, and uh, I said, "This is the first time I've been deep sea fishing and hadn't been drinking by ten thirty. And he he looked up and he said. This is the first time I've been deep sea fishing and hadn't been drinking. Wow. And it sort of made me realize right then, right then and there, that had... Now, I didn't keep him from drinking, of course. He 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 had all the free will in the world. I, he didn't even really know that I'd quit drinking, right? Mm-hmm. But before the grocery store run that evening or whatever, liquor store would have been i would have made a point to make that happen oh for sure we're we're getting some beer yeah and enough to last all day right i don't take responsibility for the blessing right but it made me feel good that i didn't Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying right and he didn't and he possibly didn't because you didn't right now he's by no means what i would say an alcoholic by no means he's not one of us for sure so i'm not saying i'm glad i blocked him from from yeah because you know normal people can have a drink normally right right. yeah but uh you know with that fast and that being the first time i fast i think i'd like to talk about this whole 40 days of deliverance later when i when i complete it sure um but i'll tell you with that program with the fast one thing that i did realize was um I put my faith off a lot of times. Yeah. And that feels really crappy to say. 
So, yeah, me too. So I, I, I went ahead and started that, and I had people, even me and you had talked about, well, just do it 40, 40 hours before you go on vacation or do it 40 hours after, which is not the actual start date of the program. And uh, decided to stick with the actual start time. And, uh, you know, I sort of realized coming back in off the boat, it was time for everybody to go eat. So I went out and did me a jock, you know, <laughs> a, a half jog, half walk. I feel like they call that power walking. There you go. Is it power walking if every once in a while you jog, though? I mean, is it really jogging or is it just like fast walking? No, it, it's jogging, but short distances, like short. Okay, well, you we'll know. go with your jog. Yeah, jog. Half, <laughs> half jog, half walk. So when they went to eat, then I had the opportunity to, to do something as well that uh, I'd never done before. That was a first two. What was that? Jalking around Panama City. Alone. Alone. Yeah. That's not something you would have normally done? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I would have had some some choice words and called that some stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, I would, actually, I do know. <laughs> I wouldn't have been nice about it at all. I'd have been, no. If somebody does that, they're dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, but I got a lot from it, and I'm even that happened last Thursday. I'm still getting stuff from it even yeah. today. You know what I mean? Well, God just continues to reveal stuff to us. How about three first? Just and it was also my boy's first time deep sea fishing. My sons. Well, that is true. I you can't even I can't even say it was their first time at the beach because we. Have been with you guys once before, but definitely different. Well, and I heard on the podcast that you you had with them that they compared it to Tabby Island. I, I mean, it's not quite like Tabby Island, but yeah, for that, sure they compared it to Tabby yeah. Island. But I'm glad that they got to have that opportunity with you. Yeah, and for you to be sober, like let's be clear, being able to be in the moment, which is kind of what the first are for me right i mean and there's some good first which we're, we'll talk about and some bad first um but actually being in the moment in that you know that's something that they're always going to remember and that you know by the grace of god you will too you know so i think it's important to say one thing about the fast as well my fat tail when i come in off from fishing in the back yeah, I know you're 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 not privy to this deep sea fishing. I have never been, so, so you are correct. Okay, so let me just run it down real quick. Oh wow, I, here we go, guys. I, I'm not going to rabbit hole. Let me run it down. You get on the boat, right? Mm-hmm. You go out to wherever you're going to go fishing. In this case, we had a four-hour boat ride. Okay. When you pull up, he stops the boat. You go out there and you just fishing. You dropping line. To the bottom, we got seven people on the back of this boat. I mean, fishing our tails off. There's all kinds of fish coming in the boat, and the fish in the sea. You don't put your fingers in their mouth. You do, <laughs> do not mess up and put your fingers in a in a fish's mouth. What come from the sea? 
because he is going to nub you up real quick. Did you accidentally put your finger in a no. fish mouth? Did did the youngins put their finger in a fish mouth? No, but I tell you this to say there's fish rods hanging up, and there's fish on these these lines in the back of the boat, and the deck hand is running around getting fish off people's lines because he's got a special tool to get them off because you don't stick your finger in their mouth. I'm pretty sure you said you weren't going to rabbit hole. <laughs> so so when the fish slow down biting, the captain will say, all right, or the deckhand, reel them up. And you reel them up as fast as you can, and you go back in. In our case, we had an air-conditioned uh, cabin. So we went back in the cabin. So you're right? not holding the poles? Yeah, you're holding the poles. Oh. You just lay them on the side of the boat when you go back in the cabin. When you go back inside the cabin, he'll or you can sit on the back if you want to. You can hmm. look like a dork and sit there and hold your pole. Oh, wow. I mean, the, aren't you supposed to hold your pole when you fish? When you're fishing, but right now we're boat riding, going oh, to the bad. next spot. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking right. you're dropping a line and then leaving your pole, and then when the fish is on it, you come back. I'm thinking, what is happening Negative. here? Negative. All right. So it's total. It's chaos when the fish are biting and the deck hands working his tail off. So when he says reel them up, you reel them up, and then you go back in the cabin. So one of them reel them ups, I went back in the cabin, and some goofball, somebody who don't care about nobody else's life, <laughs> decided they was going to leave a box of Swiss rolls on the table. Love Swiss rolls. Little Debbie Swiss rolls. That was, that, that was totally your phone. That sounded like the the Liberty Bell. Man, that was loud. And uh, I put it on vibrate. Um, so you walked in. You saw the Swiss rolls. And I said, oh, I got to have me a Swiss roll. I got to. And I sat down, and I got this new Bible app, the Blue Letter Bible. Mm-hmm. I popped it open, and I just started right from the beginning, Genesis Three, five seconds, the hunger was gone. Right. It was gone. Nice. Kept on rolling all the way till. And fry. didn't eat the Swiss roll. Didn't eat the Swiss roll. Didn't even look at the box again. Hmm. Nice. Didn't have a second thought. So, yeah. That was also the first time I've ever said no to a, a Swiss, Swiss roll. roll. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So, I, um, while you were at deep sea fishing... I was experiencing in a first also. Um, my 14-year-old decides that we're not cool to hang out with. He goes and hangs out with his friends for the fourth. But um, I had the ability to – the neighborhood we live in, you can see fireworks all around. So I don't even really have to go anywhere. But I'm sitting out in the yard, and, of course, we purchased them, you know, because right. why not? Right. And uh, shooting off fireworks, and everybody's shooting off fireworks, and – my youngest son is running around, and every time someone would shoot off a fireworks, he would he would clap and he would say, "Man, that was a good one." And um, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Man, totally sober," and and not in the not in the ways that I had been before, right? Like you know, early on, it's the things that we go through, and it's like, "Man, why me?" You know, why right. why why me? Why can't why can't I? You know, right. have a drink. It's the 4th of July. It's America's birthday. That's right. You know? Um, but this was my four, my first 4th of July, and um, 
you know, my son has in the past had an issue with loud noises and, and the fourth has kind of been, you know, it's fireworks. So, you know, sensory wise, it has always been a little bit of a struggle for him. And, you know, this year I realized, you know, he's running around for the first time enjoying the fireworks and he doesn't have his hands over his ears. And I was like, man, I am so grateful. Right, right. And that was, and I hate to say, I'm not going to say the first time I was grateful, but the first, first that I have had since, you know, I'm like 345 days, but the first, first I've had where I was truly like filled with joy to be in the moment. And did you realize, man, I'm so, so glad I'm not drinking. I mean, was it one of these that. reminiscing on the things maybe that you did miss right mm-hmm. was it was it one of those or was it did you even think about it did you even think that oh i'm i'm not drinking and this is awesome i mean i did think that and then i thought about the year before you know because the year before i mean i got I, I took my last drink on the 28th and uh, the 29th was my first sober day. But so, I mean, it was in July when I stopped drinking last year. And I remember what the fourth was like. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's it's the same with any other event. Um, it, you know, it's you never. I was never in the really in the moment. One of two reasons. Um, a, I'm a mother. So I'm, I'm always making sure, you know, I'm always have like one eye on the kids and then the other eye on how full my drink was now i'm picturing you with one eye <laughs> looking up and one eye looking down <laughs> right that's really funny um so you know i was never really focused on what was going on um and for the first time i was um wow. it was a little weird you know um but it was good yeah um and i'm not going to say that i haven't had i mean other stuff but uh it was the first time that it hit me that it was really good so y'all y'all live at the beginning of y'all street we do have y'all just soldiered up and blocked this street off yeah our street joseph joseph street yeah is um it's it's a lot once you get towards the end of the street so i'm glad that i live on the front end of the street right you know which carries into you know <laughs> probably a lot of some of my other first two it's like you know when i was thinking when i got sober last year the first time that um we went trick-or-treating because that was a thing like the entire street is just they party hard right i won't say the entire street 90 percent of the street you know and that's just what we did you know, and, right. and I was in a I was in a meeting the other day and sharing about this, like how grateful I was about the fourth, and then thinking about how miserable I was on Halloween. You know, thinking, I mean, I can't have a drink; it's Halloween, and I'm like, here I am, you know, forty years old, <laughs> pouting because I can't have a, I can't drink for Halloween. <laughs> right. Right. You know, um, so, but yeah, the street gets uh, gets a little crazy on right. holidays. Right. So, do you feel, do you feel during those moments of first Halloween, um, this past July 4th, do you, do you feel that the people around you 
can feel that you're more intentive or more intentional. I don't know that I feel that. I I guess I like to think that. Right. I mean, because <laughs> I guess I'd have to, they would have to, I don't know, right? Because before, I mean, I don't even, I didn't know I had a problem until I knew I had a problem. Right. So I never looked at it. I didn't really look at it looking back going, oh, until I actually realized when when something was actually where I was where my feet are, as opposed to not being all over the place or in my mind or my thoughts or running around and do you know, is my you know, is my drink full, is my drink empty, is there enough ice? I mean the crazy that happens in that. Right. Um but I like to think that people notice. Right. And that goes back to what you said. I mean when you know, you're not I have had friends say to me, Well, I, I drank because you drank. And not like I pressured them, but like, right. you know, maybe they wouldn't have had a, a drink with dinner, but I came over. Right. Well, Jesse's here, right. <laughs> you know, and I made a drink and then it was like, and then it's a, it's a nonstop, you know, right. I have really good friends that have said, you know, you, you just, we just start drinking and there's no stop. And next thing you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. Right. Well, that, that's interesting. You say that it sort of goes back to what I was talking about with my buddy on the, on the boat. If I would have bought beer for uh to feed my alcoholism then he probably would have been drinking beer too oh for sure you know what i'm saying and another thing that i found interesting is uh you know you was talking how you had one eye on what was going on and one eye on your drink and i was talking about your son enjoying the fireworks and i as you was telling me that i was thinking you know what i would always I mean, always. It was probably 99% of the time when my beer got low. If we wasn't standing around the truck, around the tailgate, Mm -hmm. I'd tell one of my boys or my nieces or nephews to go get in. Now, when they was little, I called them juices. (laughs) Right? Yeah, daddy's juice. So, you know, because in my alcoholic mind, it... It don't sound good for my kids to be going to school talking about their daddy drinking beer. Mm-hmm. You see, you see what I'm getting at? And uh, and then as they got older, they they realized what beer was. Mm-hmm. So now I had to make it a funny name, and we called them crickets. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny that you say that because I called you know I called mine mommy's nasty. Really, and um, because you can't just you you couldn't pick up Mama's cup and drink out of it. Right. I didn't drink beer, and uh, um, you know I would always have to watch it. And then, you know, I mean Mason's eight, so but it, before then, I mean you know he's five, six, se- you know seven years old, and it's like he got to where he would literally look at my cup and say, "Is that Mommy's nasty?" Right. And I would either say yes or no, and that would let him know whether or not he could drink out of it. Right. But the, re- the reason we called him Crickets is a buddy of mine called, called his Bud Lights Bluegills. <laughs> and I drunk the cheaper beer. And if you go bluegill fishing, a lot of times you use crickets. So the bluegills eat the crickets. So his, you know, his so-called wow. premium beer was better than mine. So it was the bluegill, and mine was, was the, the cricket. cricket. So if he wanted one of his, 
my kids too grab me a bluegill they knew a bluegill was a bud light and a cricket was anything else that was in there wow and uh it just made me think that and so i would be conscious of who's going to go get my next cricket right yeah like i didn't want to wear one kid out getting my cricket when there's four kids here let's, <laughs> let's delegate the responsibility of making right. sure my bus stays right how messed up is that yeah so you don't get up and do it yourself is that not messed up yeah, the things that we do i know, you know what i mean so in speaking of that well i i have uh you know i didn't ask my children to mix my drinks <laughs> You know, I had some standard, you know, sophisticated right, drunk. Right. Um, but they always knew when I went somewhere, you know, it, it's an ordeal for me. It's like I, I drank vodka and Red Bull. It was always, you know, if I'm at the neighbor's house or whatever, it was, you know, I always had plenty of vodka, but I would always run out of Red Bull and always be, can you get mama's Red Bull? Can you get mama's Red Bull? And, right. um, I would send them back and forth for things like that or ice. Mama needs more ice. Right. You know, so it's crazy what we do. It, uh, you know, I got to thinking, talking about that to, to me and, and my kids, a lot of so-called holidays. I don't really remember a holiday that I, that, I mean, of course the 4th of July, you think about, you know, we're going to party and, shoot fireworks and um and labor day but i i drank every day regardless Mm -hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah they're gonna that's what it that's what it comes to right like if oh we get we get turned up on holidays but then it became for me i'm not gonna speak for you but you know everything was a reason to have a drink right but but what i'm getting at is halloween that revolves around the kids, mm-hmm. right? That that revolves around the joy of the kids and the happiness of the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I didn't really realize it until you started talking about it. I guess there are a lot of parents out there that look forward to uh, getting a little lit. Well, you know, it came, you know, the first year I think we lived in this neighborhood – um, we met a couple that live on the street. They're really good friends of ours, and we were walking out of the driveway, and and we met at the end of the driveway, and we introduced ourselves, and they had beers in their hands, and the first thing I thought was, oh yeah, okay, good, yeah, you know, because at that point, you know, it wasn't, you know, wasn't oh, do they drink as much as me or can, you know, but that was a that was a ritual like right. our kids are trick-or-treating we make our drinks and the way our neighborhood's made it's we and make a drink I'd go down the one street back up my house is on the corner i'd stop i'd make another drink i'd go down the street behind my house and back up i'd stop make another drink and then we'd hit the side neighborhood right i, I remember when uh when i was policing i could not stand halloween the crazies come out the only time i liked halloween <laughs> Like, if I had to flag traffic downtown, because they would have a come downtown and do the trick-or-treat gig, and there was houses on the outskirts of town, so right. they, there would always be a couple of officers that had to flag traffic to uh, let people cross the road and all that, you know? You know, there uh, there are other things, I mean, which we talked about. I mean, what what about you? I mean, your first, sir. A couple of your first, sir, uh, 
unique to what you like to do. Right, right. Like a, like a holiday in our minds, you know, dove hunting in Georgia, the, the opening day of dove season. Right. For, for people that are sure enough hunters uh, and have been hunting since they was little, the opening day of dove season is like a religious experience. Mm-hmm. Now, up until this year, the, the regs has changed, and we're not going to get into that. But dove season normally open at 12 o'clock. Noon. Noon mm-hmm. on the first day. Mm-hmm. And you got to get together and have you a big old barbecue, smoke some ribs, Cook some hamburgers, whatever you're going to do. All you and your 20 or 30 buddies, mm-hmm. 10 buddies, 5 buddies, whatever it may be. And then the dogs is coming on. <laughs> right? So when is the beginning of dove season? Well. Oh, uh, roundabout, let's be clear. 12 o'clock. I, I know, but the, the time of year, the month. Oh, it's September. Mm-hmm. It's usually like the first or second Saturday of September, mm-hmm. and uh, so and that's right when college football starts. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's the first or second game of the season, but it's close to either one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there would be people that was already drunk before you got on the field. And by people, do you mean you? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm a people. That's right. And. Uh, Sometimes I wouldn't be, but sometimes I would be drinking out there on the dove field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a big thing that the game wardens look for. I mean, they, that is, they're probably looking more for people drinking on opening day of dove season hmm. than they are any other violation. So the celebration that you have would be before noon or? Right. It oh, would, right. Yeah. You know, you're, you're smoking, cooking meats, doing all kinds of stuff. At 12 o'clock, it's hotter than Hades in Georgia mm-hmm. on the first or second Saturday of uh, September. So a lot of places, the fields do open at 12, but a lot of people don't even go out there till 3, 4 o'clock. You know what I mean? And then it's on. So what was it like? So, as so of, in September, you were what? I mean, 30 days? 30-ish days? Yeah. Yeah, thirtieth. So, I quit August the eighth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, thirtieth days. Mm-hmm. And so at thirtieth day mark, you know, just so so to speak, I was still counting the days then. Mm-hmm. And um, I truly had the thoughts of I could sneak a beer. Mm-hmm. I rem- I remember that. Yeah, I could I could sneak a beer here or there. I could I could buy a six pack and hide them behind the seat mm-hmm. and get me one here and there because I'm the type of person I could drink beer hot. I'd been many a places and not put a, any beer, a twelve pack, a, a suitcase of beer, and set it beside my lawn chair and drink it. I could drink beer hot. Wow! It, it, to me, it tastes the same hot or cold. Period. Wow! And uh, but I had those thoughts. But there was victory in getting in the truck to come home that I that I hadn't that I didn't. Sure, you know what I mean. And I remember thinking in my head, thanking the Lord on the way home. Um, 
you know, early on, early on, you know, I had the thoughts of I will be over this. You know, I, yeah. I will be one day I will be done with this. You know, so done with like you be able to drink like a normal person or done with the the struggle to not want to drink. Both. Mm-hmm. Both. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm thanking the Lord for making it possible for me not to want alcohol in that way. Right. But then I'm also thinking, okay, yeah, I can get through a couple more things like this and prove to everybody around me mm-hmm. that, yeah, I said I was an alcoholic, but, I mean, they see that I can go right. and not drink on opening day of dove season right? where I was the the life of dove season. You I know started what I mean? to say, what did your what did, what did your friends think about you know cornbread being uh, not drinking? What it's it's not funny how the Lord works. Oh, for sure, at all, and it's not coincidental. Uh, it was a light-hearted dove hunt. It wasn't no big fiesta, so to speak. It was me, uh, my boys, my nephew. And a really, really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And a good friend of mine that's been right there with me at the dove field, throwing them back, hooping and hollering, pitching a fit, just knocking birds out the sky left and right. I mean, I feel like I have to chime in here with the with the traditional thing that you and your friend have. And I feel like I'm going to butcher this, but didn't you have some sort of, what do you call them, pokes? <laughs> pokes? What? What are you talking about? You would have when you would drink. You you told me about oh. drinking the little pots. Pots. I, I was close. Pots. <laughs> but I feel like uh, you know that's that was you know a trigger in yeah. your thought process. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Always talking about drinking a pot. So a uh, a brand new baby turkey hatched out of the egg, right? Comes wow. Out, comes out of the egg. He is called a poult, not a chick, a poult. Yeah, P-O-L-T. Right, mm-hmm. poult. So, In case y'all were all wondering, you're getting this, you know, out. Right. So, red-blooded outdoors <laughs> description. So a baby turkey is a poult, all mm-hmm. right? And so you think, okay, so a wild turkey, you think of a regular bottle of wild turkey. And then you uh, call them air snatch bottles. <laughs> You mean the little airplane bottles? Yeah. Air snatch. Really? <laughs> well, I thought when I've been on a plane one time, so I'm and assuming. you snatched them? <laughs> well, when they come by with the cart, can't, don't they let you grab them? No, they give them to you. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> little airplane bottles. Now, now it makes sense. So a little bitty airplane bottle of wild turkey <laughs> is called a poult. So on opening day. We always had this discussion. If you kill a bird opening day, you get to celebrate by drinking a poult. Mm. Yeah. So. I know. Because you, uh, what was your thoughts about how you're going to do that without, well, I, I, I mean, did you kill a dove? Well, it's just. Because <laughs> if you didn't, then I guess you don't. What, know. <laughs> we're not drinking poults for doves. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> turkeys oh that's right i got the i got the opening seasons way off well like i said it's god works 
Like, I'm not saying I'm, it is true God works, but I'm saying God puts in work. Right. On me, on you. Word. On everybody. God works. Like, he is working. Right? Right. I didn't kill no turkey opening day because I didn't need to be drinking no pope. That's right. I didn't have no big fiesta on uh, uh, dove season because I didn't need it. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even think of that. I didn't need it. You know? Um. So, yeah, that was dove season. You know, somewhat of a, a holiday around the Scott family that used to be for for the big daddy scott some uh show enough drinking yeah you know i um the first few holidays i mean like i said halloween and thanksgiving uh, i mean for me there was a couple of things like i i don't cook very much everyone who knows me knows that when i do it's usually not worth eating <laughs> liver mush <laughs> except for living rooms i could just fry that but um i I would catch myself you know what i would want to do when i would start dinner is to make drink um and those will be on the days where i didn't start early but you know little things that i didn't realize at the time and one of those was putting up the christmas tree right I had the most insatiable urge to have a drink with my kids and my husband decorating the Christmas tree. And that's, you know, that was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm doing this without a drink. (laughs) And at that point, at that point, it was, this sucks. I don't, I don't want to do this. This sucks. Why, 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 why? And, you know, someone said something in a meeting today, today, you know, he said, you know, I was asking myself why, you know, he's, he's in his first 90 days and had the 4th of July and he's just like all of us, like, why can't I, why can't I? And he goes, then I just stopped and asked myself, you know, why not? I'm always asking myself why, or I'm always asking God why, but why not? Right. And I wrote that down. I was like, you know, it became that, you know, the further... The more sober I got, easier to go, why, why not? Why right. not not have a drink when I put the Christmas tree up? Right. You know, and now it's, um, by the grace of God today, um, I don't think about that much. Right. Um, I mean, it comes, it has its moments, but I, um, I experienced the loss of a friend a few weeks ago and um, a really close friend and that was the first time that I had experienced grief like you know as you would call it show enough <laughs> show enough show enough grief um, sadness and you know I was talking to my sponsor about it you know kind of how I, I rolled through it like a wave and I had never experienced that that I could recall like that. Um, Not, you know, not deep valleys and high. I mean, it was just kind of surprisingly because I was, you know, I I chose to be present with my friend's fiance and spend time with her. And, you know, I went through it a lot more graceful than I ever imagined I would. Um, But I didn't want to drink. 
Right. And that's um, that was surprising. Right. And you know, especially being around people who were drinking, trying to ease the pain because, you know, I've had trauma in my life, and that's what we do. Well, you know, it's uh, it's just like I said about dove season and um, about turkey season. The beginning of turkey season, God gave me what I needed, and you was where you needed to be to be able to deal oh. with something traumatic. Which but, which is it's you know it's funny because I had I have had several traumas in, in you know in the last few years um, and I I dealt with them completely different right for right, sure right um, and I don't really have words for that <laughs> you know because people are always you know I hear it all the time we talk about it, it's like well. You know, if if so and if such and such happens, then I would definitely drink. Or you know, even before when we were when I was drinking, it's like, man, if you had my life, if you right. if you'd experienced the 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 trauma that I'd experienced, you'd drink too. You right. know, we all we all do that. Or if you you know whatever the whatever the what if is, um, but walking through that in, in a scenario where where people were drinking, and it was okay. Right. Surprisingly, it was okay. Um, you know, but that that plays with me too sometimes, right? Like right. I, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Right. Like, I'm totally good. Right. Like I didn't want to, so maybe I'm maybe I'm fixed. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then you know, I, like I told you before, then something crazy will happen. Like Facebook will give me a memory of you know a few years ago when I'm at the roller rink right. with my kids <laughs> and. uh and a friend, a neighbor, and her kids, and I remember that I'm literally I can't skate at all, but go, I have skates on. Go figure, right? In the bathroom with a bottle of vodka in my purse, pouring it into my cup, and I'm the only person drinking. Right. I'm like, right. and the only person caring about going into the bathroom three times while we're at the roller rink, trying to put vodka in my cup. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> maybe I maybe I shouldn't drink. <laughs> you know, it's it's it. I just now realized when you said that, thinking in my head, how many times I had been to places with the family to where drinking isn't wasn't uh, thought of as being appropriate. Right. So you see this QT cup I've got here, my spit cup. Ugh. I would get a cup of similar fashion, and I would have my beer in the truck, in the car, mm-hmm. and I got to go to the car for something, mm-hmm. and I'd fill it up, mm-hmm. and like nobody could smell that that was beer, <laughs> you know, or nobody could smell beer on my breath, but I just thought of that, and there's uh-huh. more than a handful of times that I did that, mm-hmm. more than a handful of times. I mean, I there's that. more than twelve handfuls of times for me. So, so back to Christmas. What what made me think of? So you didn't drink uh, doing the Christmas tree. Do you remember what you felt like waking up Christmas morning? You felt good, right? Well, first of all, we do the Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving in our house. 
Always. Black Friday. Okay. Yeah. Kenneth, we do the Christmas okay. tree and then Kenneth shops. Okay. So do you remember what you woke up like on Black Friday? You felt good, right? Well, I have not been hungover in a very long time. Right. And uh, at that point, I wasn't great. I wasn't quite grateful for that. Really. I mean, really? we we talked about it, you know, we were like, man, we think about being up, you know, the night before, I mean, you know, several nights out of the week were right. worse than others, right? Right. You know, they just were three or four, three or four days out of the week. Um, but just feeling like garbage right. <laughs> and still getting up and going to work and, you know, Work, for me, it's, you know, working to the next drink, you know, what what time, how much I drank the night before was going to determine how early I drank the next day. Right, right. For me. Right. Well, which, which leads me to the first time I actually realized that I felt good. The first time that I realized that for years I had been coming to work feeling like hammered hell. Mm-hmm. Every single morning, right? The The first time I realized that really the only morning I didn't feel bad would be Sunday morning, and that's because I slept so late that I now didn't feel bad in the morning. I'm feeling bad yeah. at noon. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I realized, and I'm going to say, you know, like I said, I counted them days hard. At the yeah. beginning, hard. So I'm going to say around day 45, 47, you know, I'm like, I don't feel like crap every morning. Mm-hmm. I don't feel rushed to go get something to drink when I get off work mm-hmm. to go get me a beer, to go get some beer, a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, it, this is nice because my MO in the mornings was feeling like crap till about 10 30 11 o'clock and those wheels are turning in my head well, i'm not going to drink as much tonight every morning was sort of the same thing tonight i'm only going to have three or four and i'm going to go to bed early and that never worked Mm-mm. because by 11 11 30 or after i got that lunch in my stomach i was good to go yeah Oh, well, why was I thinking such a stupid thing? I feel fine. Right. And then, and then something a, would happen at work, and you'd be like, oh, I'm getting turned I'm, up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, that was a false alarm. I wasn't really sick. Yeah. I wasn't really hung over. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the the first time I realized that, man, I, I'm, I'm, I was hung over every morning for so long. It was like a right. constant hangover. Oh, I know. I remember the first time in sobriety – and I don't remember what how it wasn't long. It was maybe a month, maybe two, but I woke up with a headache. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, I am not hungover and I have a headache. I'm like I, I was like, it might be an aneurysm. I literally thought woke that to myself. Up. I was like, because I had been you know, so long. I don't like. I said I don't know. It was month one or two, but I remember talking to my sponsor about it. Like thinking the crazy in my head at that point. Right. You know, I must be dying. You know, like there must be something seriously wrong with me because I'm not drinking, so I shouldn't have a headache. And the crazy that you know, early sobriety was just like I don't know. 
I can't even explain. I look back at it and I'm like, man, I guess from being drunk for so long, <laughs> it right. took it took a little bit for my brain to start uh, to start working right. But that was a point where I was like, man, you're right. Like I I don't I don't have a headache every day. I don't feel like crap every day, you know. Um, so there must be something wrong. <laughs> right. Needless to say, it was not an aneurysm. Right. Just well, saying. I'm glad it wasn't. I mean, really. I'm <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I have thought some crazy things. Right, right. I, in in well, this process of, of I completely understand it. You know, the, the realizations that you have all of a sudden, even, uh, I mean, so many months in, you know, and I. You know, I'm not trying to talk like we have 10 years, 20 years, 30 years sobriety. This is who we are now. Right now. Right. I wouldn't think that nine, ten, eight months in that I would still be having these thoughts of, man, you used to go to the truck at places that you really shouldn't be drinking and fill your cup up with beer so you could drink in front of people who you know weren't drinking right mm-hmm. you used to do that well the the like when i said we said earlier i said earlier you know more more will be revealed you know god continues to reveal things for me and and i i had really early on i thought and i told you know some girls in the meeting i'm like i thought like i had really done some serious damage to my brain <laughs> you know, and I couldn't, my thought process wasn't right, and I couldn't do things that I used to could do. And and the more sober I get, A, the more things I remember. Um, and I'm grateful for that um, because, you know, when I sat in the meeting and, and the fellow next to me was saying how miserable it was for his first fourth at 90 days, and I had those that reminder, you know, that it really was just not great (laughs) right right you know and and i need those memories you know like the roller rink to say hey okay you you do you you have a problem with alcohol and not that i want to now because i don't i mean that desire has been lifted from me by the grace of god at this point um but i i have seen enough people now you know at the clubhouse and in the meetings that have had years and years and rest on their laurels and the next thing you know they're they're drinking again right and that scares me a little bit right you know not not the i I don't i don't want to go back i don't ever want to go back because i'm to the point now where i'm i'm okay with with the memories and they're just far enough away um, for me not to feel shame and guilt enough process through that. Um, but I am definitely getting more revealed to me, especially when we talk about it. Like you say, you say something and it makes me totally think of right. polks or pults or something. I don't know. Like we, like things just come when you, Look, I mean, we've had a, we've had a tremendous amount of conversations if you're gonna, trying to get if sober. If you're going to laugh at me, <laughs> how can you laugh at me about saying, airplane snatch bottle and you're over there saying poke like a poke I feel sack. like you said air snatch not air airplane snatch <laughs> you said air snatch 
So you're going <laughs> to you're, you're going to laugh at me about that, and you're just, you're over there saying a word that don't even exist. I'm pretty sure Polk is a real word. James K. Polk. I mean, I'm sure Polk it's, is a last name. It is, but it's still a word of what? I don't know. But I'm just saying. I thought that's what Polk? you were saying. So, I don't know. So is like polka. No, no, you, you didn't now, say polka. Now I'm like legitimately making stuff up. Let's right. see, but but it, you know what I'm saying. What is the definition of polk? Polk is a root segment in a Slavic word. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's so, not. <laughs> so so that's what I'm. <laughs> it's a part of a word. I'm wanting to. Yeah. Wow. My, my bad. Just saying. But you were saying memories and thoughts and blah blah blah. Right. I went a rabbit trail. Uh, yeah. So. What you was talking when we talk, it helps. For sure. It helps to remember. It helps to realize. It helps to bring to the forefront when we feel that nah, maybe we're not alcoholics. Or maybe we're thinking of this a little extremely. Maybe we could just have a drink. These conversations help, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had this discussion, and we know how much it helps us to talk right. to one another, to other people as guests on the podcast, right? Uh, to people about our podcast. Right. We know how much it helps us. And it, it's, it's a continual thing. Right. That gets stronger the more sober we get. Right. So... What led us to to have the discussion that we would like to give someone an outlet to be able to tell their story. For sure. So not as the solution, right? Don't don't get me wrong, we're not saying if you do this, your yeah. life will be great. <laughs> no. You will break your addiction or you will continue to be sober, right? But it's come to my attention, and I'm sure yours too, that that a lot of people aren't comfortable going to AA. Maybe comfortable starting a program. Sure. Definitely not comfortable talking with their family about what's going on or with their friends. But what I learned when I finally did it, when I was given the outlet to give my testimony my life turned completely around. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah, it did. And it that, changed how you felt. That was a hundred percent God. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying that it would be the same for somebody else because I don't know I'm not God. No, right? I mean, but that's one of the things the twelve step program helps Right. Uh, teach us is that there is power in one alcoholic talking to another, one right. addict talking to right. another, um, the relation that you have, the understanding that you're not alone. Right. You know, that we are not alone in this. Right. So, me and you, me and Jesse, would like to be able to provide an outlet. And the best way we can do that is if you would like to call in. And be a guest on the podcast. I don't give a fat rat if you're from Sydney, Australia, or <laughs> some podunk gravel slushy road in Siberia, or 
Alaska, because you know yeah, we we got a bunch of listeners in I'm Alaska. I'm saying Alaska showing out, on. y'all. That's right. How are y'all going to let Alaska show out? I mean, let's be clear. Alaska has half of the votes, and the other half is spread across the, the rest the, of the United States. Right. <laughs> Alaska is they're they're really digging the podcast. Thank y'all, Alaska, and for real. Thank you, everybody else as well. But we would like to give an outlet mm-hmm. now. Somebody'd say, Well, I still couldn't do it on the podcast. More than welcome to be anonymous. True. More than welcome to come on here and tell your complete story and give your full name. Yeah, and if you guys just wanna talk to us and you're not sure whether you want it to be published, we're good for that too. Right. More than yeah. So tell the people how they need to go about contacting us now there's going to be some criteria we've got to make sure that whoever is going to be ain't going to come over here and just feed us a big old line of bullcrap story <laughs> you know what i'm saying i feel like all all addicts or alcoholics we have a little bit of bullcrap in our story but you we, we're but not going to let somebody with a made-up situation made-up story i mean it's it, it's meant to be helpful and you know provide an outlet and to Get support from the community that shares something in common that shall, you know, continually shows that we're not doing this alone. But for us, you can obviously email at off the elevator at gmail.com and uh, and or Facebook and Instagram can hit both of those and just put in off the elevator. We pop right up. It's got our it's got our cute little mugs on the on the logo so you can't miss it. But it would be nice if if anybody wanted to talk about it or share their story or share their struggle, you know, their strength, their hope, their experience. That's that's really what it's about. Yeah. Shoot us an email. We'll talk to you. We'll figure it out. We'll more than happily to uh, give you an outlet. Death Wish Coffee. That was the flavor today. Says it's the world's strongest coffee. Definitely, strong is not what I got from it. Well, hold on. I got kind of a. Oh, hold Hold, on. Hold on. Hold on. You cannot. (laughs) Don't. You you, you cannot speak on the strength of a coffee when you put something in it. That is not true. Just because I have cream and Splenda in my coffee doesn't make it less strong. The flavor is still strong. The coffee is still strong in flavor. Right. It's kind of piney. That's what I get. Piney? Piney. You know, like a pine nut. All right. So I think what we're going to have to do, because you add, you put additives in your coffee. I don't, I was about to say we need to get a shot glass and put you some coffee in that shot glass. I feel like, well, I do not need to be doing shots of coffee. Uh, True that. So we need to get you a. Let me, did you drink it all? Yeah. And just so we're clear, he drinks his coffee black, which he seems to think makes him more of a coffee connoisseur because he doesn't put cream or sugar. And my coffee game has no shame. I will try any type of coffee, though, when I, when I do try it with. Uh, fruity and nutty flavors that you know it makes me feel like I got a little bit of sugar in my britches, so I don't really care for those. Don't come at me with with anything on this coffee that is any more than that Dunkin' Donuts I fed you. Because if you tell me this is better than that, you got another thing coming. All right, so you can't 
equate the level of strongness because you put something in it. You're, that that stuff you put in is always going to knock the strength, the natural aroma of the oh. coffee down. The always st- stop it. Always. So you're, you. Why are you always, trying to alienate our our listeners that put stuff in their coffee? I'm not trying to alienate you are. them. You're you're alienating me. My coffee is legit. It's the same. It's the same coffee. Death Wish coffee. It wasn't terrible. It's supposed to be. It says on the package that it's the strongest coffee in the world. Well, they lied. I can't. Well, maybe they're talking about the caffeine level and not the not the taste. Oh God! If I don't go to sleep till three in the morning, we'll know. What is your rate? Now, this is the first coffee that I've provided. Yeah, this is because your coffee game is weak. This is the first coffee that I've provided. Well, I will have to say that I like it better than the Georgia pecan that we had. So, well, I think if, I think it would be fair for the listeners to know that before you even tried it, you said it's going to taste like crap. You you said that, <laughs> so you had a preconceived notion. No, you wiped uh, it out of my brain. Remember <laughs> <laughs> of what this coffee was going. So I think. There's a handicap point that's going to have to get added to this coffee because of your... Don't listen to his handicap because, point. It doesn't even matter. Your biased opinion right off the bat. Rabbit hole. I give it a six. I give it a seven. So you get a 6.5. 6.5. With no handicap. I feel like that's fair. If, it, if there was a handicap, it would be a seven. That's a pretty high coffee. I mean, it's not terrible. So it's better than the Georgia pecan for sure. Six point five. Yeah. Jesse is the social media manager, y'all. So <laughs> she is going to come up with this coffee list and keep a running tally of the coffees that we have rated. Yeah, I need to do that. And I feel like Death Death Wish is leading it right now. I think six point five is the highest one. No, we gave it, the first one we did was a six point five. Was it? Yeah, because I gave it an eight, and you gave it a. I don't know something. See that that's we're gonna have to have a discussion off air about your uh, biased and unbiased opinions. I mean, Dunkin' Donut is probably, and I said it to begin with, but now I've actually had a few different coffees. I mean, it's my favorite, so it's gonna get a higher rating because I like it more. Because that's the point of rating it. I think it goes good with all the bull crap you put in the coffee. Oh, crap. Anyway, guys, don't listen to him. Get you some Death Wish coffee. It's not terrible. It is definitely not the strongest coffee in the world. Please email us. We want to hear from you. Please, if you listen on Apple, give us a rating. Please. It helps out a whole, whole bunch. You know what? And tell us about some of your first because we know that uh, there's a, a lot of different ones for everyone. And, you know, it helps. It helps us to think about someone other than ourselves and to do the same for you. Believe that. All right, cuh. You done? I think so. I think we've talked long enough. I'm done. All right. We'll Ho- talk. Holla. Bye.